Welcome to episode two of the Callers Leicester podcast with plenty of interviews and chat all about Leicester and Leicestershire. In this episode, we're catching up with Melton Mowbray-born comedian John Pearson. Obviously, being from Melton Mowbray, there's going to be a bit of chat about pies, but also we'll be catching up all about his virtual comedy, Leicester Comedy Festival and some of his favourite venues. So hi, John, and welcome to the Callers Leicester podcast. Hello. Just by way of introduction, of course, you are a comedian. And I am, yes, this is true. You're also born and bred in Melton Mowbray. Yeah, the land of the pork pies, yeah. Mum and Dad still live there. Oh, perfect. Well, we're going to come back to that a bit more later on and um, yeah. chat lots about pies and Melton. <laughs> right. and, um, but firstly, I mean, we've been asking everybody this. How have you been finding the lockdown so far? Because I imagine as a comedian, you, you travel an awful lot. You're up and down the country. Like This must be hugely it- different for you. Yes, it's a it's a nightmare. Uh, a nightmare in a good way, in a good way, which sounds strange. But yeah, I'm missing the gigging, so I'm missing being out every night and you know doing comedy and performing and all that sort of stuff. But it has meant that I've been much more creative and productive with what I've been doing. I've been learning new skills. I've been learning how to use YouTube and videos and Skype calling, for instance, like this with a exactly. Skype call with you guys. You know, I've learned how to do that and learn how to do video calling. So I feel like I've been more productive, but less uh efficient at getting money well yeah this is the thing though i think a lot of people have said like you'd never normally have this time to do stuff all the things that you've thought oh, i'd love to do that but i haven't got time to do suddenly yes. it's like i've got no excuses anymore it's exactly what my wife literally said to me this morning was that you know <laughs> you're doing nothing else you might as well learn how to do that john i was like oh that's going to take too long she's like what else are you doing well look at us we've started a podcast yeah exactly it's like may as well now (laughs) like everybody like everyone's doing now exactly throwing throwing content out onto the internet as quickly as we can to make sure that we're still relevant exactly well that's the thing one of the things that you've been doing obviously you started virtual comedy yes started virtual comedy yeah how's that been working and is it going to carry on throughout the next few weeks yeah so it's been going really well the first one we did on uh a week ago on sunday uh so we did uh yeah, it was a virtual comedy gig. It's never really been done before, um, I don't think. I think people have done them in a sort of way, but mine was uh, the idea that uh, I wanted the comedians, because normally in a virtual gig, the comedians are all in the same place and it's and it's filmed and then they show it to people. I wanted the comedians to also be at home. Okay. So my, the comedians that are on mine are all at home, recording it with me live via Skype to then broadcast straight out to people as they're sat at home watching it on the screen. Well, so it's all done live as well then? So people. So it's all of... done live, yeah. So it's all done live. I'm emceeing it, so I'm, I'm comparing the gig. Uh, so I don't I don't really present it, and then I compare after the acts have been on, because then I go onto the live feed and look at what the comments have been on the YouTube feed and all that sort of stuff, and start commenting back to the people that have been writing their comments on as we've been talking. Oh, perfect. And what other comedians are involved in it? So, uh, so we've got loads. People. We've got yeah, we've got well, we've got a massive lineup sorted out for this weekend. So we've got um, Stuart Goldsmith is headline this weekend. He's uh, uh, the comedian. Comedian podcast is what he does, which is a really well followed podcast for comedians and everyone that really in the comedy industry. Uh, Thomas Green is opening, and Jenny Collier is in the middle, which is um, a ridiculous lineup of comedians to have. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's it, it's strange. And then uh, the week after, I've got another great lineup. I've got Scott Bennett, Robin Perkins, and Troy Hawke are all coming along. I say coming along; they're staying at their own house. Oh, I thought, well, Scott Bennett's been doing a few bits, hasn't he? I saw him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah again, me and Scott are really good friends, um, oh. and we've been talking about the whole streaming thing quite a lot over the phone, and we've been helping each other out with a few bits and pieces. Like I've helped him out with the technical side because the reason I did it was because I'm a comedian now, but I used to be an IT project manager, so I've got an IT 
background sort oh, of work out mix. the technical stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so, I mean, does it, is it weird not having that immediate audience response? I know you said people can comment and things, but obviously not having that... <laughs> That immediate reaction, there's no heckling. Like, that must be yes. a weird experience. You feel like you're shouting into a void, yeah. um, which is exactly how it feels. And yes, it is strange. And it does take, I would say it takes a special, not a special type of comedian. I think everyone could learn it, but it takes somebody with a lot of experience to realise what you're doing. And you're playing to the camera, not playing yeah. to an audience. And it is difficult to not speed up, not over talk yourself, not, you know, you've still got to put the beats in there. You've still got to put like you know, pauses in because you know there's going to be laughter. You don't want people to be missing your joke. But if you also get that wrong, it looks very strange on screen. Okay. If you put a massive gap in between what you've said because you think it's going to be funny. Yeah, and then it's also that I guess the delayed because obviously if you get heckles when you're performing yeah. live, you kind of get that and you can go back to them. Whereas I guess finishing your set and then going on screen and reading and being like, oh. They yes, with it. yeah, it's exactly, a completely yeah. different and experience. It's it, there's, it's very different experience for the acts compared to what I do because I can I can just keep dipping in and out and I can see what's being said live while it's happening and I also comment back while the comments are going up while the acts are on I'll comment back and oh, sort great. of like have a bit of banter with the people that are doing it and then I'll come back on and if there's been something happening in the in the comments I'll, I'll bring that up and I'll mention it and try and MC it a bit that way but the acts is more just you just performing to the audience um, of nobody and hoping that you're being funny. And is, um, I mean, is comparing something that you do a lot of with comedy shows? Yeah, I am, uh, majority I get booked for comparing, I must be honest. Uh, I get booked a lot for comparing all over, the, all, all, all the main clubs in the country, really. So I'm quite an experienced compare. Brilliant. And I mean, how do you find like the new raft of comedy talent coming through? Because I guess a lot of the shows that you do, you must have like newcomers and people that are just starting out. Yeah, yeah. So I tend to go to quite a lot of open mic nights. I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of new material nights myself as a comic. So I do a lot of new material nights, which are the places where you'll find the newer sort of comedians coming through and you'll get to watch them. So if I'm, you know, if I'm closing it or if I'm emceeing it or whatever, I can, I stay around and watch the newer comics to see who's coming through. Oh, amazing. And where can people find the virtual comedy shows? Where should they head to on the So internet? if they head to on the internet, if they, uh, if they Google uh, uh, comedy virtually live, uh, or if you just Google John Pearson Comedian, um, you'll find me there. And also it's all over YouTube. So on YouTube, if you go to youtube.com slash John Pearson Comedy, that's where all the live ones are. And they're also up there afterwards. So they're live and then they will be there forever afterwards. So they get uploaded as actual videos. Perfect. And the next one is on, are they every Sunday? They're every Sunday at okay. half past seven. Perfect. Well, John, what we're going to do is now, every episode of the Cause Letter podcast, we feature a track by a different local artist. So yes. seeing as we already mentioned that you are from Melton Mowbray, you have actually chosen this week's um, artist that we're going to feature. Do you want to tell us a little bit about why you chose him? So I chose this artist because we uh, went to school together from the age of four onwards. Uh, we were in the same class all the way through primary school. Uh, we went to different secondary schools, but then we came back again when we did sixth form. So I was with uh, in a class with George Simpson, who is a fantastic solo artist. that is He's gone from strength to strength recently. He's been all over the radio and stuff like that, and his stuff's great. So I thought I'd pick George as the track to do for today. Fabulous. Well, this is George Simpson and his track, Finding Myself. Just look at the 
So that was George Simpson, and if you like that track, there's plenty more available by George on Spotify, and you can visit his website at georgesimpson.net or find him on Facebook at George Simpson Music. So, John, let's chat a little bit more about growing up in Melton. Yeah. So you're not allowed to answer pies. <laughs> That's the answer to everything in Melton. Exactly. What is your favourite thing about Melton Mowbray? Pies? No, my uh, favourite thing about Mount Mowbray. Um, well, I, I, I can't not say my mum and dad. My mum and dad still live there, so I can't not say that. Um, the market, the market's pretty good. I like the There's a good live music scene. Uh, the Knoll's Arms, that's a fantastic pub, uh, which I'll go to whenever I go back. There's lots of great things about Mount Mowbray. I think the Knoll's Arms, I'm pretty sure you did a gig there with um, Beans on Toast. Probably, yeah, sure they do loads of live. Ones. They do loads of live music, loads of. So I do a comedy gig there as well when we're not in lockdown. Um, yeah, it's a great, it's a great live music venue in Mel Mowbray. So I'd probably say the Knowles Arms is one of the best things at Mel Mowbray. Brilliant. So now we will bring pies into it. Yeah. What is your favourite pie? <laughs> um, oh, uh, do I have to say? I'm, I kind of feel again like I have to say pork pie because I'm from Mel Mowbray, but I do like a uh, blackberry and apple pie. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Choice. I like sweet. I am quite sweet. I am quite a sweet pie person. Wow. But savoury if it's like a sausage roll. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very strange. I like pastry, but then I also do like a sweet pie. Because I was just assume when you say what's your favourite pie, I just assume people will say savoury. But well, you assume like know. meat. You assume like meat, like mince yeah. pies, if it's like a chicken and mushroom pie, that sort of thing. No, yeah. I always, I do like a sweet pie. That's my problem. 
Oh, no, that's not a problem. That's a good thing. Well, it is a problem. It means I eat a lot of sweet pies. <laughs> all right. You're in lockdown. You can eat what you want. Oh, that's true. If I can get it. Yeah. Well, this is true. Yeah. But I mean, just to get your opinion, if you were out, and I feel like I talk about this a lot with people whenever we talk about pies. If you were out and you ordered a pie and it came out as a dish with just a puff pastry lid on it, what would your reaction be to that? I'd be disappointed. Exactly. I feel like that's not a pie, is it? It needs yeah, to be fully encased. Yeah, it needs to be fully pastry. I don't feel like there's a, a pie that it's, it's more of a, a topping. Yeah. It's more of a pie topping. Because I'm always that weirdo in the pub, you know, when you order it and you kind of like, just need to check before, yeah. we, before this it goes completely, through. Is it completely pastry encased? Exactly. What is the pastry situation here? Yes, exactly. yeah, that's, it's a good question to ask as well when you're at a pub or ordering food. Well, exactly, because otherwise you don't want to be disappointed, do you? Because I've been to, I've been to like one of these pie factory places where they, all they do is pie. Oh, wow, okay. And they do one that's called the Desperate Dam Pie, right. which is like a challenge. It's like a really big pie you've got to try and eat, but... That is only pastry on the top. Oh, okay. Which I think makes it much, much easier because you're not using it's a massive pie, but you've not got pie, you've not got you know, you've not got pastry all the way around it. And the pastry is the filling bit, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's just it's just meat and gravy after that. Because I mean with pork pie, can you have you ever made a pork pie? I have made a pork pie. Everyone from Mark Memory's made a pork pie. What is it? Because you can go, I know you can go on like a, a class to go and do it and I have to. You can go on a course it. at Dickinson and Morris, yeah, you yes, can go to exactly. the actual the actual pork pie shop. I, I should probably do that. I need to you get should that. do. Hand-raised. Exactly. Hand-raised. They're amazing. So now you don't live in Leicestershire anymore, do you? But do you do you come back very often? Does your comedy uh, bring you back? Yeah, I come back I come back quite a lot. There's a lot going on in Leicester. Uh, there's some really great clubs in Leicester already. Um, so I do come back a lot. And I come back and see my mum and dad. Uh, and Because I run my gig in Mount Mowbray. I've got a gig that I run stand-up-wise. Uh, so I'm back there once a month anyway on a Thursday. So I'm always back in Leicester at some point. Brilliant. So which Thursday is that that you do your, your stand-up? I'll be honest, it changes uh, okay. depending on when we can do it. Because I'm so busy, it depends on when I'm available. So it does kind of move around. I try and make it the third Thursday of every month pretty much, but sometimes it does mix around a bit. And obviously we're very fortunate in Leicester. Like the comedy scene is, is amazing here. And obviously we have Leicester Comedy Festival. Um, do you get involved in the comedy festival a lot? You, yeah, yeah, I've uh, been very involved in it, especially this year. I was involved with quite a few gigs. I ran, I did my own solo show there, which was at the LCB Depot. Um, and then I was involved in quite a lot of shows around four um, big difference who were the guys that run the Leicester Comedy Festival. So I did quite a lot of um, emceeing for them at other like, bigger gigs with like, you know, some, some acts on that were trying to advertise the fact that Leicester Comedy Festival was on. Brilliant. And do you have any sort of favourite venues in Leicester? I love the cookie. The cookie in yeah. Leicester is great. That is a fantastic venue. And Pete's Pizzeria is also another great one. Uh, but my two favourite venues, well, my one favourite venue is the Exchange Bar, uh, which oh, is run by Alex Hilton, uh, who does Jokes on Us. I think it's called Jokes on Us Festival. So oh, it's like we know festival. Alex. Yeah, he's a great Yeah, guy. Alex is a legend. And Alex is the guy that I'll always go with for my Leicester Comedy Festival shows because... Every year I've been with him, he's filled it, packed it out, and I've always had bombs on seats. It's absolutely amazing how well he does with advertising. And the man behind the naked comedy. And the man behind naked comedy every year. Every exactly. year I get I get an email from him saying, John, do you want to do naked comedy this year? And I always reply with no. Oh, would you never do it? No, I, 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 I get it. I understand it. And I think it's a great idea. But no, it's not for me. That's the thing. I feel, Yeah, it's probably not. I feel like for audience members as well, it's probably not for everybody. The people that are no. there love it. I understand it, and I can understand why it's like a bit of a niche, and I, and I respect everyone that does it, but it's not for me. I feel too, I'd feel, well, I feel too naked on stage, which, it like without clothes and also in general, I'd feel quite weird. 
Well, I feel like to be a comedian anyway must be... I suppose you get over the nerves of it, don't you? But it's quite a big thing to get on stage and perform in front of everyone. Yeah. And to do it completely naked. It's just a whole other level. Exactly. Then add the naked element to it. That's just crazy. Exactly. So one last question before we go, which we're asking to all of our guests. When all of this is over, what is the first thing that you're going to do? Oh, probably go out and try and find a comedy night that I can actually perform to people at. Uh, and leave my wife alone because she doesn't. She's not. She doesn't like me performing as comedy just straight in front of her on the sofa. She's not enjoying that at all. I think she's probably heard it a lot of times. She's heard it all, and even me writing new stuff. She's like, mm, no, it doesn't really work. I mean, you can't really write a new joke other than something about COVID nineteen. So it'll be nice to get out and about. And I tell you what, it will be nice. It'll be nice to see people in person. John, thank you very much for joining us. And no problem. Thank you very much. Just give us a reminder of when and where people can join your virtual comedy. The virtual uh, comedy virtually live is every Sunday at half past seven uh, at night and you can find it on YouTube. If you type in comedy virtually live or John Pearson comedy, you will find all the stuff you need to find there. That's brilliant. Thank you, John. Thanks for that. Thank you. That was great. Thank you very much.